Welcome into Rossi on Wrestling. I am your host at Jason D. Rossi on the Twitter. Uh, my name is Jason Rossi, and with me, as always, is my tag team partner in the podcast fair. He is at Billy D twenty four eleven. Billy D, what is good? Hello. Uh, not much. Uh, felt really horrible today when I woke up, but I'm feeling much better now. Um, I was a little worried at first. I've been having a cough, but uh, I think we're all good on my end. How about you? Um, well, aside from the fact that I look like absolute trash, uh, everything else is good. Um, you know, it's, you know, balancing work life, uh, watching a ton of wrestling and enjoying myself the best I can. So we're going to do a little bit of a three count to start off. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, we, we will be, pre- yeah, we'll be previewing WrestleMania, which is this weekend. It is too it's big. This weekend. It, it is. It is this weekend. And it's too big, Billy, for just Even one night. Even with the coronavirus, they're doing it. Wow. They yeah, have done great. it, actually. Technically, they've done it. No, it's tomorrow. Well, uh, we could talk about it in a minute. So let's kick it off oh, with a three count. Pre-taped? If What's that? Yes. A lot of things are pre-taped. There's a little bit of back and forth story about what's pre-taped, what's not. But let's start with the three count for you new to uh, Rossi on wrestling, which is kind of the swan song to that, but we'll get to that later. Um, we are uh, going to give a three count on the best WrestleMania opening matches. What that means is let's really get it started. And you always got to start a card off right. So Billy's going to go with his. I'm going to go back and forth. So we'll each have three. Uh, if you have any favorite WrestleMania opening matches, feel free to jump in the chat with those. Uh, so let's kick it off, Billy. You want me to kick it off? I want you to kick it off. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, this was one of the questions for our DraftKings game for um, the WrestleMania challenge. What will be the first match? And the first match of a WrestleMania should always be a tone setter. It should always be a very well-wrestled match. And I think that's you're going to see here in the three count. My number three is the WrestleMania 31 ladder match, which was Banana Land with Daniel Bryan, Dean Ambrose, Luke Harper, Dolph Ziggler, Stardust, R-Truth. And I can't believe Bad News Barrett was with the company then. That's was, crazy to me. Billy, Billy, not only was he with the company, he was the Intercontinental yes. Champion going in. It's 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 insanity and the match I just watched it right now just to get a quick refresher was incredible. A lot of good yeah. high spots, a lot of good comedy spots with our truth being afraid of the ladder. And nah, that's awesome. And I mean, you love it because it was uh, you know, a Daniel Bryan moment. It was a huge Daniel Bryan moment. It was his last championship won at a WrestleMania. Uh, didn't make my list, as you will see, but I think it is an incredible match. Um, there's something, you know, once Money in the Bank was taken out of WrestleMania, they always mm-hmm. kept the WrestleMania ladder matches in there. This was that kind of, you know, first really big WrestleMania Intercontinental like ladder match that made people go, okay, like this is awesome. And again, like you said, they had performances. Dean Ambrose, love him or hate him. Obviously, I'm a huge fan. He was crazy in this match too. He had he did that. I know you he hate had a it. from the crowd too. Oh yeah, he was huge at this point. This was like the the right at that two years of his height of his popularity with WWE. Um, you had him in the match doing crazy things. He took an awful awful hit off the ladder. I think it was a powerbomb from Luke Harper. <laughs> yeah, was, he, he, Luke Harper was a monster in this match. He was. every. It was one of those ladder matches that goes under the radar for the incredible performances, and especially like big men, like doing big men things like the um, bull hammer elbow by uh, Barrett oh. off the uh, off the ladder to, I believe... I think it was... Was it Ziggler? Yeah, Ziggler. Oh, Ziggler sells like a maniac. And the final ending, Daniel Bryan, Ziggler trading headbutts. Ziggler falls off. Daniel Bryan gets it. WrestleMania 2.0. Ended the card in WrestleMania 30. Kicks it off in WrestleMania 31. And you know how I feel about Luke Harper and Dolph Ziggler's ladder match from TLC. TLC. Yeah, right before this. That, to me, is probably the most underrated ladder match of all time. One of the greatest matches I've ever seen. I have to agree. It's a legit barn burner. Absolutely underappreciated, by the way. Um, 
I just love this. And then just to follow up with. Sorry, I'm drunk. <laughs> join the crowd. Get a drink. Um, obviously, people feel free to jump in in the chat. Um, so my number three is the next year's kickoff to WrestleMania. The first WrestleMania I was there in person, so this might actually play a little bit to my heart strings, but I think it's an excellent way to kick off the show. It was WrestleMania 32, a seven-man ladder match, I believe, with Stardust, Zack Ryder, Sin Cara, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, uh, Dolph Ziggler, and The Miz. So, yeah, seven people. Incredible match, the biggest crowd in the history of WrestleMania, quote unquote, and just an awesome match. Zach Ryder with the shock win of this. I remember just on ESPN, by the way. It was, and by the way, if you did watch any of the WrestleMania on ESPN, it was heavily edited. They took out everybody who is no longer with the company that is now with AEW. There was no AJ versus Jericho, no Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar, which I thought was interesting. It's on ESPN. You think they put the Lesnar match on, but either way incredible match to start this card so much fun it's very similar to the one from 31 i thought this one was just a slight bit better just because of the unpredictability of it kevin owens coming in as the champion Sami Zayn, i thought kind of had the sentimental feel but then when out of nowhere zach Ryder won but the crowd went wild because there was such a love for a guy like zach Ryder at that time who's just been kind of like out of the limelight for like almost three years at that point so very interesting match uh but that's my number three so what is your number oh I mean, it, I probably could switch it up right here because we got the uh, disc joker right here saying WrestleMania six opening match, Paul Roma versus <laughs> Brooklyn Brawler. I'm sure no. that was one to remember. No. I would honestly say that Brooklyn Bra- Brawler is a better wrestler than Paul Roma. Paul Roma, he was one of the members of the Four Horsemen for like a hot minute, right? I think everybody was at one point, but yes, people Good under Lord. people talk about the NWO having everybody. The Four Horsemen also included a lot and lot of people. It did. But the original four with, you know, Arn was, yep. the, was the one, obviously, Ric Flair and everybody else, Tully. Yeah, Tully Blanchard. Um, and then who was the other guy? Uh, J.J. Dillon was their manager. It would yeah. have been, um, oh, don't well, make me do this. Don't make yeah. me do this. Well, I'll, I'll go to my number two right here because this one, it's one of my favorite matches of all time when it happened at Halloween Havoc. It also happened at WrestleMania 21. Mm-hmm. And it's Rey Mysterio. It's Eddie oh, Guerrero. Eddie I just watched this one this uh like literally three minutes ago. <laughs> it's the one where he comes out in the uh the low rider car, great crowd reaction. And to this very day, I know Rey Mysterio's I think he's quarantined is not gonna be at WrestleMania in any He's not uh, no spoilers ahead, but he is not part <coughs> of the card. Not that's not really a spoiler. No, I know, I'm just talking. But um Whenever these two guys get together, it's magic. And he's kind of found that same magic with a guy who's very similar to Eddie Guerrero in certain ways in Andrade. This match, you you just see how like they go to their old bag of tricks throughout, you know, all the way back to that uh, Halloween Havoc match. And now you're seeing a lot of the moves that I just saw in this match for the first time in probably 10 years. Watching it again, your hair looks great, Rossi. I don't, think, I don't know what you're worried about. I'm trying to keep it as high and volumized as I can. For those watching on the stream, it's out of control. It looks like you have enough grease. It's natural grease because I haven't showered in two days. But they they threw in a couple of unbelievable moves that I hadn't seen since this match. I didn't even really remember, like a double bridge up, just a barn burner. Anytime you get those two guys in the ring, even any one of them, I think Eddie Guerrero might be the most sound, solid in-ring technician. Every once in a while, you'll get a post where you see just like a four-minute spurt of an Eddie Guerrero match where he is just hitting every move. Everything is crisp. Everything looks good. Mm. He's good off the top. He's got great suplexes. Everything about him as a wrestler was, I mean, lacked maybe a little bit in the promo, picked it up later in his career, but really just an amazing talent. And you, you know, this, that, that's a guy you want opening a WrestleMania match. 
Yeah, I agree with you, and especially coming off the year before where he had the WrestleMania win over Kurt Angle to keep his title later in that night, Chris Benoit. So kicking, ending that night with Benoit and Eddie Guerrero the next year, kicking off with them in kind of a transitional year would happen later that night. Can't argue with that one. To me, this it was tough. This is a coin flip to this day for me. My number two is Triple H, Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania 30. Not only just the story of the match, the winner goes on to a triple threat against Randy Orton Batista. It was also, you know, there's something, they always pull off these incredible feats every 10 years. So we just talked about Benoit and Eddie Guerrero at 20. At 30, it was Daniel Bryan's story. 10, we'll talk about that in a moment. But for me, this match is maybe, it's hard. Obviously, it's not my one. We'll get to that. If you know me, it's going to be obvious. But this match had it all. It had great storytelling, Daniel Bryan being the underdog, Triple H being the heel that you wanted to see lose. Very rare you see hails that people want to see lose and he pulled it off perfectly the yes movement got them they occupied this was a story that was lasting over seven months so culminated with the two of them fighting and i love daniel bryan's line to lead up in the promo he goes i'm gonna kick your ass all over wrestlemania there's something about that line i'm like what, what is like who says that like billy i'm gonna kick your ass all over wrestlemania well wrestlemania's not really a place but it's more than it. it's an event it's a showcase of the immortals it and sure that, is that one that's two for you is one for me. Um, I know what your number one is. I think if people know you, they're going to know what that is. I yeah. tried to make it a little bit different and put something that wasn't on your list. So I took a guess that your one was going to be one. But my two, my one is your two. Daniel Bryan, Trimble, yeah. WrestleMania. Oh, my it, God. Really? I mean, to quote Bret Hart, yeah, I mean, name me a good uh, Triple H match. This is the one I'd name. Obviously, he's in the ring with Daniel Bryan. Yes. Triple H knows how to make somebody look amazing. He's one of the best sellers of all time. This match had a great hype. It had the storyline of Daniel Bryan having to fight twice in one night. I think that's a tease ahead to your next one. Sure is. Things to come. But I think you're going to see Daniel Bryan open up a night of WrestleMania this year. Because you want to have that match. It is a tone setter. Check out the article, DraftKingsPlaybook.com, baby. I'm writing now. Plug I'm it. Writing plug about, it. I'm writing about wrestling for my real job. I'm, I'm nice. living the dream right now. But Love it. It's, it's, it just sets the tone for the whole night, and that's what you need the curtain jerker match of the night. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I know you've been probably doing a lot of curtain jerking. So I would say that's my number two. It can't be argued at number one. It is an incredible match. Credible story has everything. My number one is Bull Buchanan and uh, the Big Boss Man versus, I think, Drew Cooler. Oh, no. no, this is at WrestleMania 2000. I forget who it is now. It's Do a horrible thing. Did face two dudes at WrestleMania? 19. So WrestleMania 19 might be arguably one of the best WrestleManias. I think it is the best. The Undertaker versus um, Prince oh. Albert, or just Albert, and Big Show with Nathan Jones, who got oh, eliminated. that's who I was thinking was Bull Buchanan. That's yes. But anyway, so for me, it is number one, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, brother versus brother, in a match where Bret Hart had to take on a second match, basically, because he won the coin flip um, that he would face Yokozuna or Lex Luger later in the night. Owen versus Bret is is just pure wrestling porn. And I don't, and like, not in a funny way, not like, oh, it's joke. Like, you could put that match on. Doesn't matter if you've never watched wrestling before. The storytelling, it's a clinic. It's a literal clinic out of wrestling. It is. And the the commentary, the storytelling within that match is awesome. Talk about another match that had built over months and months and months, breath refusing and refusing and refusing to face his brother. Uh, Storyline they they did similarly years later with The Undertaker and Kane, till eventually he accepts the challenge. And the best part about it is Owen goes over clean, outsmarts his brother. And I know, uh, take a drink, Nestlemania of the Jobbernocker will hate the ending to that match because it was a roll-up. But I think you need roll-ups. I think roll-ups have to happen 
every roll-ups two are, matches because it keeps I think things interesting. It keeps like, hey, not every single time are you going to win the game as Tom Brady throwing the ball 300 yards. You know what I mean? You, you got to win games in different ways. Roll up to me is is like a knockout in 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 boxing or a knockout knockout in UFC. It can happen at any time. It's just you got one up on your opponent. I don't think I think I that's like a major part of wrestling. I think that's a foolish way to think. If you like, I don't like roll ups. Six man tags. I'm all about what they say about that. All right. So those are our three incredible ones. So right now I'm going to give you a quick breakdown of how I think this WrestleMania is going to stack up, and then Billy, we can get into. You know, I want you to hear your thoughts on this too, but uh, this is how I would stack since it is two nights this year. I don't even think WWE officially knows because this most of this was pre taped, if not everything. So they can do this all on the fly. I wonder if they're going to do the commentary live. My guess is they are, but who knows? So here's my way of breaking it down Saturday night, they're going to be eight matches on each night, 16 match card. Uh, again, we'll break down in a moment. I'm kicking the whole WrestleMania night off with Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. A match that smells like SmackDown, but feels like WrestleMania this weekend. Uh, the reason is, good story actually with this one, long-term storytelling. You can actually show maybe a mini package of what led us here. This could be a seven, eight-minute match. By the way, this is Dolph Ziggler's first one-on-one WrestleMania match in his career. Yeah, he doesn't deserve one. That's insane. The guy's been <laughs> the guy's been going at it in one of the best the company's had in different moments. It just it's insane to me that he's never had a one on one. He's good. He's good. I uh, you know my feelings, Adolf Ziggler. I know, but go back to 2012, 2013. He was a star. Yeah, he was a world champion too early. They put the strap on him way, way too early. It was a good moment, no doubt. Oh, but yeah, the he, needed to, he needed to you know do his time in the mid card, and that's the problem with a lot of these guys. They shoot him right up the to the main event level. And then they have to go back to the mid card and people are like, wasn't he a main event guy? And now he's jobbing to people. They just don't build talent up correctly. I wouldn't mind this as one of the first matches. I, I really would love to see Daniel Bryan and oh, we got two nights. We got two yeah, nights. nights, but I think you oh, want to the tone for the whole entire weekend. I think you want to give Brian and Zane as much time as possible. Sure. But I wouldn't mind Otis and Dolph. It's been one of the most fun stories in wrestling to watch over the last few. Yeah, weeks, actually. So, and Otis I think shown uh, a little bit of charisma here and there. See, I think that's the thing. I think also Otis brings such the entertainment value to it. I could see this match either being placed here or right after a really big, important match. But I think for Dolph Ziggler, he also deserves this spot. Uh, my second match on the card would be Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, they always have a knack of giving you a big match right second smack dab in the middle of the event, uh, right after like the first. Usually a nice kickoff to get the crowd up and going. Usually this would be a spot for a tag team where there's no crowd. That's why I went Otis Ziggler. I think you want to really engage the audience. I think Mandy Rose will be involved, Sonya Deville, uh, maybe Tucker. Tucky, Tucky. Um, so I think going next, quack quack. Next, I'm yeah. Next, I'm going with yeah. Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, NXT title. After that, I think we got to get wacky. I think we got to see what they're going to do with all this production. I'm going Firefly Funhouse match. John Cena versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt. After that, we need a come down. We need something that can kind of okay. That's going to probably because that's going to yeah. be wacky. Next, I'm going to go with Elias and Baron Corbin or King Corbin. Another match that smells like SmackDown, but it's going to feel like WrestleMania. Um, then I'm going to give you a little spoiler because this hasn't been confirmed on television as we are doing this SmackDown is airing. But by now, if you are a wrestling fan, you know, uh, it is going to be Goldberg defending the universal title against Braun Strowman. Get these hands son. Yep. And then I'm going to go with the raw tag team title because you need to bring us down again with Angel Garza and, and I was about to call him Tony Nese. Um, I can't even remember his name after I'm uh, 22 year old. Uh, doesn't matter. I know his name in a minute. When we shimmy, get to the yeah, shimmy shimmy yeah. 
Uh, then I'm going to go with the co-main events here. Uh, the second, I was going to put this as the main event, but I think there's a reason they might go the outer route. I'm going to go Edge versus Randy Orton is your number two to the end. I think this will still steal the show potentially on this night. And then I'm going to end with the Raw Women's Championship on night one so they can stay again that the women headlined WrestleMania. I think there's something to that that, rest, that WWE could do. Yeah, I, for me, my WrestleMania main event for Saturday night would be the Queen and Rhea. Ooh, so that one has got a little bit more weight to it. That's the one I really like. That's the one I really want to see. That's the one that will keep me interested for the whole night if they put mm-hmm. that last. And do you think that they're going to set the card or everything's just going to kind of so, be like... I, before I even get to my Sunday, I'll, I'll answer that. Mm-hmm. I, that's what's going to frustrate me the most. We need to know the card, at least when the night starts in the pre-show. Like tonight, you're, here's the eight matches or here's the six. I don't care how many because I, I don't want to be watching this and never knowing what matches to come next. And or and I don't care if I don't know what's next. I'd like, is it happening tonight or tomorrow? I think that would be a real oversight if they did that. I But you know what? I could see them doing it. <laughs> I totally see them doing it because they oh, want to keep you in suspense and, hey, I can't miss a minute because my match that I really want to see might be next, so I'm going to have to stick yeah. around for a bunch of matches that I don't want. <laughs> but uh, I think I know. And, um, you know, go through your Sunday, and then we can yeah. break down the uh, – All right, so quickly, Sunday, I'm kicking off. Give them 20, 25 minutes. Make it happen if one of them is healthy enough. Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan, Intercontinental Championship match. This one could be on our list in the future when we're talking about opening WrestleMania matches because I'm a feeling. I have a feeling we're going to have to count both nights. Um, I got a feeling it's going to be a good time. Oh, come on, baby. Let's go. That's two Uh, Black IP references, one to get it started, and then right there. We could talk about some black eyed peas as this night goes on. I had some peas for dinner, not black eyed. But um, then I'm kicking off the next. I'm sorry, after Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, I'm going to go women's tag team championship match with the Kabuki Warriors versus Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross, who you've been posting a lot of uh, thirsty in the thirsty wrestling chat. Um, then I'm going to go San- uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. This also could be a nice match to start uh, a night, but I think this match will kind of fit in that third spot. I feel like it's it's a tough one because this is a few actually picking up steam, very rare during these no, no crowd shows. Uh, then I'm going to go with the SmackDown Women's f- uh, Championship. It's a five-woman ma- elimination. Then we're going to get into the wacky match of this night, the Boneyard match between The Undertaker and AJ yeah. Styles. That- Not loving that one. We'll see. I, I, I have high hopes, oddly, for that one. After that, we got to bring it down again, and I'm going to have kind of two in a row for a bring down. First, we're going to go with the uh, t- um, SmackDown Tag Team Championship, which is a ladder match. We'll get into what I'm hearing rumors about, which we may hear, see tonight on SmackDown, but that match coming after. I think you need a lot of high-flying stuff after that Undertaker AJ, whether people like it or not. I think they need something after that. Then in your second-to-last match, I'm going to go Aleister Black, Bobby Lashley, which I hope is like a four-minute match couple black masses knock them out see you later and ending the night with brock lesnar versus drew mcintyre i mean i think that's definitely the call to end the whole thing and it is really very worrisome to me how they're gonna handle it and um this is this is my piece i'll say right now i'm afraid that both main championships for the men are gonna stick on the guys because they're worried about this Mm. no crowd and they're mm-hmm. not going to want to put the belt on a new guy because there's going to be no reaction, no good packages in the future. There's no way to sell this to the public as, hey, these young and up-and-comers, look at how the crowd treated them because there's nobody there. That's my worry. I still hope Mac gets it. I think Strowman may bow down, which will really kill him. It'll kill me. I'll hate that. But that's what I'm really, really terrified with this night, both nights, I should say. 
Yeah, I it's going to be hard. I can't disagree with you there. Um, so let's jump into it. Let's jump into WrestleMania. It's two nights, 16 matches. Uh, myself and Billy have looked over the card. We're going to give you our picks. I think my wife, if she jumps in, she may have her picks as well. Um, she, we were talking about this earlier. We Actually, real quick. So we this is the first time we haven't gone to WrestleMania since WrestleMania 31, which was the last great WrestleMania, in my opinion. So I think it's going to be very interesting. But we have a whole p- next two days planned out like we are in Tampa Bay. <laughs> so we're, we, we have menus. We're making some food. We're making some different cocktails. I'll probably post that on the old Twitter machine. Like like I'll it. tag you in it, Bill. So we're going to have some, um, I think we called, uh, like our pizza is going to be the Claymore Crusted Pizza. We have... Uh, horrible. Oh uh, yeah, we have a what's it? Tampa Bay Tina. Oh, it's Seamus, Seamuson and Ginger. Um, there was one. There was a couple other things. She's back there. We're trying to remember, and we'll get to them. There was there was definitely like a WrestleMania. There was another drink or food item, charcuterie or something like that. Anyways, so um, but getting into yeah, so we're gonna party like we're there. We're gonna definitely. We're now we have to go next year, going to LA because the thing it, this is this is you're not gonna miss one because that's, no one was allowed to go to this one. No, and I will give WWE some credit. It was really <laughs> sick. The merchandise they have, they have one that's just the WrestleMania logo, kind of like what I'm wearing here, uh, and it says "In Your House." It has the "In Your House" logo because clearly yep, everyone's in your, in your house. house. And then the other ones, the WrestleMania. I wasn't there. Ooh. I think that's a good one. A lot of people are critical of that, but I think it's funny. I'll probably end up buying it. I think there's buy one, get one for a dollar right now. I'm waiting for that stimulus check. All right, so let's jump into it. <clears throat> WrestleMania 36, an event too big for one night, or maybe it's just because they want as many viewers on the network. No, because- I think that my, it definitely wouldn't have happened without this, but I think this is where it was tr- trending in the future, and they figured why not give it a, a stab at this one, you know? I hope they, in my opinion, first of all, here's my one thing on this. This is absolutely the wrong time for this. This would have been the ultimate WrestleMania for like seven matches. Just make it the best of the best. Everything you got, the paydays, it doesn't matter. Everything, we're all in a financial kind of crunch. This would have been awesome. A Sunday night, maybe three and a half hour, four hours tops event that has the best matches. The matches people actually would care about. Not matches with no storyline or things you slap together because you want to get people on WrestleMania. But that's that's my all of this, and the problem that we always see with this is the belts. There's too many belts, so you have to have every yes. belt defended. So until we get rid of the bland, the brand split. Yeah. Every belt belt defended. The bland split. But the two main titles for the men and the women, and yes. even the NXT one is being defended. So that's just five matches right out of the gate, and then throw in everything else. So it's a lot. It's a lot. It's too much, and I don't think we're ever going to get back to maybe a seven, eight match card ever again, because they're never going to go back from this. And it's just, it's no, you're right. Much. You're and asking I, too much of your fans. And I, I started with that. Like when I went to WrestleMania 32, that was the beginning of the six hour main cards. We're not talking pre-show. It starts at seven and well, maybe it's five hours, but that's a long time. That's like three movies. And, um, you know, WrestleMania 31, <laughs> I think chopped out at about four hours and two minutes. You can go on the network, no pre-show. That's, what, that's what's right here. And it's, 359 and change. That's perfect. It's special. It's longer than any other event, and you make it good. That's why that is the last great WrestleMania, in my opinion. Um, there's been good interviews four hours. I mean, I, I know, and that's a problem. Everything's either four. They've been doing okay recently, but like WrestleMania, I think even Royal Rumble tapped under four, but you got to make your WrestleMania event about four if you really want to stretch it to four and a half, but you need to be special. Like last year was. Uh, it was after midnight, and I had a real rant on this when they did the women's main event for the first time in history. And you put it on at midnight? No little girls are seeing that. You're, all the people you're trying to inspire are not watching. The NBA Finals, I complain enough about that at 8.30 tip-offs. That's stupid. But they, at least that's ending at like 11.30, and you know what you're in for. But all right, let's jump into this year. Enough of my 
bitching and complaining. Uh, this year, uh, we will kick it off with the Women's Tag Team Championship. Billy, we got the Kabuki Warriors of Asuka and the, a woman who's barely wrestled since she took that crazy bump at TLC. Uh, and Kyrie Sane versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, which I believe they're called Crisscross Applesauce is their tag team name. Cool. Couldn't care less. Don't care who wins, but give me Bliss and Cross. Give me Bliss and Cross. I'm going to say... Give me that boom, boom, pow. I'm going to see how many uh, Black Eyed Peas songs I can work in. I will... um, I was trying to think of one myself. I'm going to go with Bliss and Cross as well. I think they... Where is the love for the Kabuki Warriors? Because you know what? I want Asuka back on her own. I think she's proven again over these last few weeks how incredible she is, how entertaining she is, even whether she's speaking English or not. And also, I'm going to be really sad because this was also also supposed to be uh, a big pirate ship. And Kyrie was supposed to have the big pirate ship entrance. That's what I was looking forward to. I needed it, and we're not going to get it. So the biggest problem with this is that all of these competitors are better in singles, but they have to just group people together to have a women's tag team division. Mm Mm-hmm. And they barely have enough people for a women's tag team division. And now that the brand has split and the women's belts are dose, it's just you don't have enough women to make this division work. You just really don't. No. And that's why you need a week. There's nothing going in. Like, what happened to the iconics? Where are my iconics? I heard a rumor. I guess they're going to be repackaged in some sense, but I don't know what that means. And what do you do if you repackage the iconics? Rumor, yeah, but I mean, they repackaged Bo Dallas, and he was one of the strongest gimmicks going for a long time. That was money. The Iconics are money. They're great on the promos. Maybe they're not, I mean, I think they're decent enough in ring, but they would have been great to hold those belts for a full year, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't know if we needed the full year, but at least at least have them in the picture. They'd be a great team to lose, like take eight L's left and right, because people mm-hmm. would just, all the, uh, they are iconic. Uh, my wife chiming in with the uh, Kabuki Warriors. All right, so that's, that's our pick. Here we go. So then next up, we will go with Otis versus Dolph Ziggler. And again, Dolph Ziggler's very first one-on-one WrestleMania match in front of absolutely no one. Who you got here, Bill? Well, in front of all his fans. So I will give this one. I think you got to kind of break up this little – something's going to happen with this storyline, whether Tucker was the one pulling the strings, whether it was Sonya the one uh, pulling the strings behind the scene to cause this. I think that Dolph's going to go over in a cheating way, and then we'll figure out either Tucker set him up or Sonya set him up or maybe, you know. But I think I think it's a Dolph win. I think you kind of need that to build up Tucker a little more, make him more sympathetic. Uh, Otis, I believe you mean. And, yes, I will go yeah. with Dolph Ziggler as well. I'm taking Ziggler here. I think he deserves the win for his hard-fought years on the company, but most importantly in this story, this is a feud that, you know, where either one of them going from here either way? Let's keep it going. Give the heel the win, and let's see what he um, – what, what, like, Dolph can do with this win and where that storyline goes. I thought I would get a, a vote from my wife in this one. Oh, I did. Oh, you posted? I don't, it didn't come through. Oh, delay? Might be. Who are you picking? Okay, Dolph is such a bully and his hair drives me nuts. Sorry. Her, I don't know if the comment's going to show up, but uh, she said uh, Dolph is such oh, a bully. And, and, her, and the hair. The hair. Yeah. The hair. He's gone Anyways. full 80s. He's gone full 80s. Yeah, it's gone full 80s. I, I love Dolph Ziggler. But, it's the right. in the 80s. Thank so we're both all right next up uh, a match that absolutely no build no reason. Where is the love for these guys? Uh, Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. All right. Well, I'm going to pump this up because that's another Black Eyed Peas song. I think Alistair Black, if they give him at least a couple of minutes here, could show on a big stage what he's capable of. A lot of people like this guy. A lot of people see him as a future star, maybe a little CM Punk-esque. So I'd like to get him rolling, get him a big win. Bobby Lashley's been nowhere. 
his storyline arcs have been ridiculous over the past few months. But give me Alistair Black. Give me him in a big win. Give me the Black Mass. I'm also going with Alistair Black. There is no reason he shouldn't win this match. There's no reason for this match. And if Bobby Lashley wins, this will be one of the most stunning victories in WrestleMania history, in my opinion. And that's no hyperbole. Like, literally, like, that would stun me. Yeah, it would, it would funk with your heart. It would. And no, 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 no. Don't funk with my heart. All right, next up, we have the Raw Tag Team Championship. Uh, it is the Street Profits versus Angel Garza and 22-year-old just called up Austin Theory. We want the smoke. Uh, I love the wrestling that could happen in this match. I think that the best hot tag in wrestling right now is my boy Angelo Dawkins, who doesn't love Montez Ford. Street Profits, I think, will probably lose here, and they'll give the tag Ooh. team belts because they just give the tag team belts to get people over. That's why mm -hmm. the Street Profits got it. That's why these two hodgepodge people with Zelina Vega – We'll get them. It's just this this match means nothing because there's two tag team championships, and this is, you know, I'm harping on it all, all night here. They don't have enough tag teams to have two belts. I yes. think this would be a better WrestleMania if there was a bunch of feuds heading into this and we had one really great match. I would have loved to see the Uthos versus the Street Profits or something like that for this solid tag team match here. That's not happening. Give me the uh, hodgepodge tag team. All right, I see my wife taking the... Uh, oh, she wants the smoke. Because I'm also going to take the Street Profits to retain their titles. Um, I just don't get Angel Garza and Austin Theory doesn't make sense, but that's probably, Bill, that might be the best pick you make all night because that's the reason why they'll probably give it to them because yep. it doesn't make sense. Yep, that's, um, that's my thinking. It, honestly, it's perfect because it really doesn't because where these guys go from there, but that's what they'll end up taking with it. All right, so next up, we will go with another tag team championship match. Now, no spoilers here. I'm just going off reports of what I've heard. Right now, it is scheduled to be The Miz and Morrison versus The New Day versus oh. The Usos in a ladder match. Reports came out that The Miz is in was injured or in quarantine, so he will not be there. One of the rumors I read was that it's going to be John Morrison versus one member of The Usos in a ladder match for the tag team championship. I will absolutely love this. Cause you could pull a little twin magic here. Right. I, I go ahead. I'm not, it's just about you. I'm just, this doesn't make any sense, but continue. Well, no, I mean, it's again, WWE, nothing makes sense. It's Vince McMahon. You know, nobody, nobody cares. Nobody's going to care. We'll have a singles match for the tag team champion. They should even... just forfeit the belts. And then you put them up on the thing and you have the Usos and the new day have, what would probably be one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history if you got those two guys on that level. I mean, Usos weren't on the main card of WrestleMania until very recently, and they're the best tag team of all time. We've already established that. So if we get one of those guys in there with Morrison, I think that would be a phenomenal match if that's the case. I would prefer they just suspend the belts. It's Usos versus New Day because they never disappoint. I would love to see somehow the Usos, no matter who it's against or who it's with, come out with the, the, the titles here because they deserve it. And they deserve a win at WrestleMania. It would suck if they both weren't there to get it. So that takes away a little bit, but give them the belts. Yeah, I the thing that stuns me is we have Kofi Mania one year ago this year, not going to be on the card. Like, come on. Also, do better, WWE. Maybe this is also something they didn't want six guys in the ring with a referee, too many people nearby. I don't know. But the problem is, why would you build that match and then – uh, the other tag match, you replace Andrade with Austin Theory, who nobody knows why. So uh, this one confuses me. I will probably go with... Um, oh, Bobo wants the twin magic. New dad. New dad in the house. We got a new dad. Congratulations. Uh, this will be his uh, son's first WrestleMania as well. Um, yep. Looking forward to it. I wonder what he's named after. So... Uh, <laughs> I'm <assuming> Rodney. 
I wonder if three, if he was born like two months ago, would he be Brady? Ooh, you think he went by like uh, I would. I, I wouldn't even Brady's dead to me at this point. No, but uh, so for me at this one, I'm going to stick with Morrison because I don't know why. I don't think it's a moment for other guys to win a belt when it's one guy, but at the same time, maybe it's more compelling because then Morrison can have something to fight about. I don't know. This match, honestly, I hate to pull a Billy. I'm a positive wrestling fan. This match is trash to me. I think, yeah, it'll like, be, I think it has the potential to steal a night because the, the oh, participants who will be in it, they're going to give it their all, especially if they know they have the stage to themselves. Yeah, that's a good point, but I just – yeah, that's yeah, because one of them is going to want to prove something. And also John Morrison might as well. Uh, next up, Intercontinental Championship, you have Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. And Sami Zayn obviously being backed by Cesaro and um, – wait, hold on. This made me laugh. Naming your challenge to James Harrison. It was a hell of a month. Yeah. I could have got a football ring. All right, yeah. so you have um, – Daniel Bryan with Drew Gulak as his coach who won him a match to get, get here. So we have, uh, and then Cesaro and Shinsuke, which is weird because Shinsuke was the intercontinental champion, lost to Braun Strowman, helped Sami Zayn win the championship. And now Sami Zayn who hasn't fought in, I couldn't tell you how, I think the last time he fought was like last summer in a real true match. So I don't know what's going to happen here. I think it's going to be full of shenanigans. I hope this is Sami Zayn not fighting to rem- have a match like this. When you think of these two, Sami Zayn was like the next Daniel Bryan when Daniel Bryan retired. He came up to the main card right after Daniel Bryan's retirement. He had a hell of a run for a little while, got lost in the WWE main roster sauce. Uh, this, is, I think, is a, a showcase match for both of them. Daniel Bryan showing who he is, what he can continue to be, and w- why he's a main event player. And Sami Zayn showcase time. That's the way I look at it. I will take Sami Zayn. Okay, a uh, little bit of a hot potato here with the championship over the last few months That's here since Shinsuke lost it. And the Intercontinental Championship, when it's not in the hands of the Miz, can get lost in the shuffle. He's the only one who really knows how to make it special. I think that Sami Zayn doing an okay job. Uh, I would really love to see Daniel Bryan get the win here, get another WrestleMania moment. But I'm going to go with the heel because I think if you kick off the night, one of the nights, hopefully Saturday night, with this match... It's a barn burner of a match, and then Sami Zayn beats him clean. Think of what that does for Sami Zayn's career, being a guy who's had so many huge WrestleMania moments to open the night, to take the belt. That's a way to build a big-time heel. Sami Zayn can be a big-time heel. We've seen it. He's pretty good on the mic. He's great in the ring. I think this could put him on the map, so I want him to take the title and the belt. Uh, I would love to see it. I Honestly, you know, I'm being a brand one of the few wrestlers I love to watch like when his matches are on, I'll make sure to take time to watch it. Uh, it just think Zane too short so far. And I just think there's going to be a lot of chicanery with the guys around it. But if Sammy Zane, I mean, if Daniel Bryan does win, how great is this? You have great built in feud, Cesaro, Shinsuke, Sammy Zane. There's so many places you can go with it. So there are options. And maybe even Drew Gould. He's like, Hey, you got me here. They're both faces. Let's fight each other. That could be four pay-per-views right there. But what has Daniel Bryan done since he's come back to put, people over oh, even though he's not the champion heading into this match you can still put somebody over in this match 100 agree and daniel bryan nobody better than him maybe in the company right now in general mm-hmm. uh next up we have king corbin versus elias king corbin versus elias again hmm bit of a snooze fest yeah, tough you know that this will be gronk getting involved so that'll make bobo happy um okay. i think this has got to be the comedy spot. This has got to be the spot probably right before the main event, the pee break one. I'm putting this second to last on one of the nights. I don't really care. 
like one lick. I mean, Baron Corbin deserves better than this. He's my king. He's my champ. He's the fucking man. Best heel maybe in the company. Best heel in a long time, like a true heel. People don't like him for the most part. I mean, you know, you got smart people like me and JC who absolutely love him. Baron, and, uh, what's his name? I'm looking at him right now on the TV. Is in such a weird spot. Elias. Uh, Elias. Like yeah. he's just he he he's a he's a heel too. So this is such yes. a weird match. Give me the king in about 35 seconds. Anything longer, and I'll be pissed. It should really be guitar over the head, and boom goes the dynamite. That's what I want. I don't want I, it any longer with this. I know this is a podcast, a video. They just announced a universal championship on TV now. Strowman Goldberg, but I, I got to find out after we finish. It's like I thought there was going to be something like on the show that announces it, but I guess it's just a quick little slide. That was the big news. Great. Um, for me with this one, Barry Corbin, I'm going to say it deserves better. Uh, he's been feuding with Roman Reigns, who's arguably the company's biggest commodity, the biggest tool in their, their tool chest uh, for months. And he comes out of that. And this is where we go with him. You don't give him something. I feel like these two guys are both in the wrong position in this card. Call me crazy. And we're going to get this match after. I still feel like Elias for where we're going with this undertaker match and how Elias was attacked by the undertaker after WrestleMania last year. Uh, I feel like Elias should be in that spot with the Undertaker this year. I know, call me crazy. I think AJ deserves. A I'll big tell you, maybe. I, I think AJ deserves a big spot, but I just feel like completely ridiculous what they're doing with Baron Corbin to go through everything they've gone to. I think uh, he deserves the win. More importantly, I think Corbin he had the big win against Kurt Angle last year. Uh, WrestleMania 34. I I don't even know if he was in it. Uh, WrestleMania 33. He lost to Ambrose in an Intercontinental Championship pre-show match, 32. He debuted on the main roster, um, winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So this one, I think, comes back as another win against Elias. So give me Baron Corbin. And it's so weird for Elias, too, because he was such a strong thing heading into, was it last Mania with the thing with the Thugonomics and John Cena? Yeah, that yeah last amazing. Last if, you know so how, if you know how to handle Elias, you can be very successful. And he was successful for so long. And then they just kind of took a right turn with it, and then they haven't gotten back on track since. And it's weird. He's like you said, he's a built-in heel. He should be he should be just making fun of the crowds. He should be well right now the hometowns. He should be making fun of the the faces. He's a heat magnet. He would be incredible. And also, can we just call him the damn drifter again? Yeah. Uh, so uh, next up, we will go to Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins in a match that when I first heard, I'm like, oh man, these guys, I don't really care. But then the story has been built. The fact that this is taking place in, in the performance center where both of these guys kind of earn their stripes in the WWE after coming off of the independence ring of honor as different names, Kevin Steen, um, Tyler black. This is, this is a really cool story. This is a match that I think actually really has a good chance of like potentially stealing the show one of the nights or maybe overall. Cause I think these guys are out to prove something for me. It's going to go, I'm going to go KO. I think KO needs a big win at a WrestleMania in a spot that people might actually remember. Uh, he's had a weird WrestleMania run, the WrestleMania 32 ladder match, a WrestleMania three match against Chris Jericho, which should have been the main event for the universal title and said Goldberg ruined WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Kind of. Uh, we'll get to him. And then you have uh, he WrestleMania 34, Kevin Owens. I honestly don't remember. Maybe it was in the Battle Royal. I, I apologize. That that match was, that event was too long. Last year was not at WrestleMania, was injured. Come back. I think him and Seth Rollins, this could be this would be an awesome match if there was a big crowd and stuff. It's going to feel weird, but I, uh, I'm going KO. <clears throat> so I'm going to go KO too, even though I'm going to say this later. You don't have to go over to get over. I would like to see Seth Rollins win if he's going to be the Monday Night Messiah, if he's going to be the savior and all that crap. So it yeah. wouldn't make sense for him to win. I think they're going to give it to Owens because they don't know what they're doing. If I was booking it, 
I would be going Seth Rollins in the spot because I think you got to build him up. And I don't think you necessarily have to make Kevin Owens look weak in a loss here. I think they're just going to have him win anyways, hit a stunner, feel good. But I think I, I do think every once in a while, Seth Rollins can have a good match, especially against the guy the caliber of Kevin Owens. I just hope he doesn't go through the motions getting to his big moves, which he does 99.9% of the time. I'm yeah. hoping I'm hoping this match is good. I don't, I do not have high hopes for it for a like a match standpoint, but give me KO, I guess. Yeah. You can Let's tell go. my excitement about that match. Yeah, I'm actually more excited about it, but we'll see. All right, let's let's keep it moving here. The SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey versus Sasha versus Naomi versus Lacey Evans versus Tamina in a fatal five-way match. So, I mean, elimination match. So we're going to have four different pinfalls in this match between these women. Billy, who you got? Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, it should end up with Sasha versus Bailey. That's not going to happen. It's going to be Naomi versus one of the two of them. She will win. I will be bored. And it sucks because there's a lot of my favorite female wrestlers in this match. Or Tamina. Well, I don't even mind Tamina. She's not too bad. Um, but Bailey, Sasha, I even think Lacey is a little bit underrated. Yeah. She does in the ring, and she's just a beautiful woman. So it's her character is good. Yeah. I love her character. Yeah, it's going to be a bad match, in my opinion, because it, it, it's just you shouldn't have a fatal five-way with eliminations. That makes it less exciting. I like the fatal five-way where it's first pin Paul wins it and you can really steal one. Yes. This is going to be clunky. No one ever really pulls off the elimination thing. If, if you're going to do it this way, just do a gauntlet one. That might have yeah. been a little bit more fun. I hate the fatal four or five way where it's an elimination and it ruins the excitement as the match starts. We can call it a fatal. It's not fatal then. It's just an elimination match. Fatal means it's the first pin. Yeah, like uh, sudden death. Yeah. Uh, which they did at WrestleMania 33 with six women. Uh, for me, this one, I think Bailey's going to find a way to retain. And here's the way I see it going. I think first one out of the match. Uh, first of all, I feel bad for Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke was supposed to be a part of this, supposed to be a six-woman match. Uh, and a sad story for her, obviously, in quarantine. Hope she's doing well. Also, same for Rey Mysterio and everybody else that's not involved with this uh, this weekend. And people in real life that are dealing with it that are not wrestlers. Um, for me, my elimination, It's you think Tamina's going to go out first. I think they'll hold on to her. It makes it difficult to see where they're going to go if it's not her. I actually think they're going to shock and go Lacey Evans out first, even though I think that shouldn't be the case. I think Lacey could be the like should be a future champion for this company with you know the story of her and her history. Uh, I think Lacey goes out first, then Tamina, then Naomi. Three Naomi, Sasha, Bailey are fighting. Eventually, Naomi goes out. Then it comes out to Sasha and Bailey, where Sasha's about to cheat. She's about to cheat her friend. It's like that whole story. She doesn't. She holds off. She tries to beat her clean. Bailey cheats or something whether grabs a title hits sasha with it wins keeps the belt and then eventually now we can finally get this feud started on the main roster maybe heat up over the next few months saying she oh i needed to do that to win she forgives her and eventually we get maybe a big blow off come maybe SummerSlam if they can last that long i doubt they will but that's my hope <coughs> title of my sex tape um no yeah i'm not um uh, just not looking forward to this. I don't think they're going to handle it right. I'm with Courtney. I would love to see Lacey Evans walk out of here with the title. I think it would be a feel-good story. She's mm. pretty awesome. She's a good, you know, good old American girl. Um, yep. Kind of treating her like that now. So I wouldn't mind them putting the rocket ship and the strap on her. But I think it's going to be Naomi. It's Florida. So I think that's... Nobody cares. Oh, no one's there. They already did this for her in Orlando. I still think it's going to happen. 
All right. Hey, I won't be mad at it. I feel the glow. Uh, that's not a Black Eyed Peas song. That's hers. All right. Yeah. Next up, the Raw Women's Championship. And a match that I actually find to be one of the more exciting matches coming into this. Uh, you have Becky Lynch defending against Shayna Baszler. Uh, promos have been incredible. Uh, obviously, Shayna's kind of stalled a little bit lately, but see, I feel like it's heated up. I feel like the last few weeks have been good. I feel like the Becky telling her story, talking about how she doesn't know who she will be if she doesn't have this championship. I think that's compelling. Um, usually you don't hear like baby face champions or tweener. Like Stone Cold never said something like that. Not compare, but just using like, no one's ever said like, I don't know who I will be without this. That's why I can't lose this. I love that. That makes, makes me feel like there's something more important. And she said, the only reason you want this is because you want to be the person that beats me because Rhonda couldn't and you can't get out of Rhonda's shadow. I love it. There's foreshadowing for Rhonda potentially in the future. Uh, for me, before I'll just jump to my pick i want to see becky win this i want this match yeah it's weird because i think obviously that means she's literally people will use the term buried too often but i think she if she wins this i think it's super compelling because then it's like can anybody beat me and then if there is a a returning um uh ronda or b if shana has a rematch or c if you want to bring somebody else out in, into this or somebody that you just don't see coming maybe a nia Jax because think about it nia Jax started the whole man thing with well not the man part but the punching her in the face kind of turned this whole thing around maybe someone like her coming back i just think i'd like to see becky prove it one more time and i love long championship runs where it's actually good like her matches have been excellent and i'm not a huge becky in ring person i think she's good her matches don't- when she's when she's going for it there are definitely times where she lays off the throttle totally but she her defenses in this past year have been really good against Italia at SummerSlam was underratedly good in a submission match the match against Sasha Banks and Hell in Hell Cell might be a top five Hell in a Cell match um she had the match against um was it Charles uh, that was like two years ago now women's evolution that I'm thinking of. yes it's still one of the best but Asuka even at the Royal Rumble is an awesome they match. themselves they redeemed themselves from the year prior so I'm all about those two. Like, I just love watching this. I love her defenses. I love how she's finding different ways to win, whether it's submission or pinfall. I'm into it. I totally see Shayna potentially winning this one, but I wouldn't even mind if that happens at Money in the Bank or a Raw or wherever we're going with wrestling in the future. So I'm kicking Becky Lynch. I think you're going to want to have one of your Tampatinis, your Beckys, and uh, Bailey's Irish Cream because <laughs> it's going to be Shayna Baszler. And if she doesn't win, I'm going to be upset. They started this off perfectly with her biting the neck in the blood. I think she has to win it. You have to put Becky down. Then you have to have her do the champions rise again. Shayna Baszler, an absolute stud. This match should be great. Although we have just referenced it right before this. Becky can mail in a big match every now and then. I don't think she will on the mania stage. I'm hoping that if Rhea and Charlotte don't end tonight, like you said, this could end the first night. I would love to see that uh, for Mm. one of those matches. But to me, it's got to be Baszler. See, I think it's going to be hard not to be Baszler. That's why, like, it's a hard pick for me. But I think that, like, it's very rare that we have, a like, a face like Becky right now that still may- kept her popularity throughout the year. Obviously, she's not the same character. I think she's morphed. She's gotten a little more cocky, which I think can even play well to her being a tweener. If you wanted to bring in maybe a Kyrie Sane, if they were to break up the Kabuki Warriors as, like, a plucky baby face, something like that. I don't know. I just think she's compelling, or Shayna can get it down the line as well. This, you know, that's what happened with the um, women's... Um, uh, the May Young Classic, Shayna Baszler lost to Kyrie Sane, then eventually started beating the crap out of Kyrie Sane, beating her for the title. Could yes. be something like that. You don't want the party to stop. I never do. The don't stop the party. Uh, what's the name of that actual song, though? I think it's Don't Stop the Party. 
like it. Next up, we have the NXT Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. And what could be, it should be a better story. First of all, the story is trash, but the match itself, I'm taking all the story out of it. I'm just looking at this as a one-off match. Um, nobody just slapping each other and wearing dresses and leaving them in rings, like not attacking each other. Um, Bianca Belair played a little factor in for a little while. The thing that really compels me about this is this could be Charlotte Flair's aside. I can't remember a match she had against Nia Jax. So uh, one-on-one, obviously her and Ronda had a really great match at Survivor Series a few years back. This is someone who I think skill-wise, like isn't on the same level. Charlotte is unearthly compared to all the other women's division, but I think she has the future to be a potential Charlotte Flair is Rhea Ripley. I think she's only 22 or 23 years old. She's also tall. She's lean. She's muscular. She has built. Oh yeah. She's unbelievable. Her back, you could watch a movie on. She's beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful girl. I think they try to make her a little bit more intimidating. Like she is just, you look at her Instagram, just, just a fine lady. Um, I'm hoping it's retain a mania here. I would Mm. really love to see Rhea win. I would really love to see, as they say on the Jabberknocker, take a drink. Charlotte, the shoveler, put put away the shovel for a night. Um, yeah, no, I don't agree that she's Charlotte, the shoveler. To me, and again, this is another Nestleism. She's Charlotte, and maybe I said that at the same time. Charlotte, the carrier, she takes everybody and brings them along. She yeah. has good matches with literally everybody. And the fact that she's in the ring with Rhea Ripley, who I think is excellent, this could be probably a show stealer. I don't think anybody's going to top Zayn and Brian from the in-ring point. But I do think this match could rival that. I really yeah. do. For me, it's it's hard. I kind of wouldn't mind seeing Charlotte win because there's something about having like with Triple H, you know, everyone, the reign of terror all those years. Well, something about a reign of terror, like Brock Lesnar's been on. And guys, it's like, because then when they lose, it means something more. Um, for I just me- don't think it does anything to further the story. I think if you have real Ripley win, it elevates her. And then Charlotte has like, she can go a little bit crazy where she did with Sasha when she was like, you can't beat me. And then Sasha finally beat her. And then bandying the championship back and forth for a few months was actually really fun. I I see where you're going there. I think it's more compelling if Charlotte does win, because what does that mean? Does that mean Charlotte goes to NXT? Does that mean Charlotte, we're going to see Charlotte versus, you know, maybe try to rise that division up, which I think right now is in a kind of hard position. People talk so highly about the NXT women's division right now. I personally don't see it. I mean, the match that they put on the last pay-per-view with the two uh, little skinny girls there, uh, to, my god that was one of the best that was uh, woman standing matches you'll ever see but i'm thinking okay so but now there's the point so then you would have maybe a tegan knox versus charlotte that you'll have a dakota kai you'll have a um bianca belair you'll have an io shirai versus charlotte flair match for the nxt women's championship give me all of it and then that also potentially puts rhea ripley on raw let's just use so then rhea ripley can be a contender against a becky lynch or a Shayna baszler i just don't see how that makes sense if she loses though yeah, I'm not. It doesn't. But again, like we said earlier, what's Austin Theory doing in a wrestling in the tag team match? Very true. It's not. It's not a trading places, but that's just the way I could see it. So I actually am going to take Charlotte Flair in this one, even though I would rather probably see Rhea Ripley win. The story is just a little strange. I just think there's a lot of things we can go and get Charlotte away from most of the people she's fought over and over again over the past few years. All right, Billy, we're not even close to done yet, so let's speed it up here. We got John <laughs> Cena versus Bray the Fiend Bray Wyatt in a Firefly Funhouse match. Don't know what that means. Don't care what it means. This has been one of the best built matches. Great hype here. You don't have to go over to get over. I want to see John Cena win. I want him to take out the golden shovel. I want him to bury Bray Wyatt. But a quick, you know, uh, a burst match, you know, 10, 12 minutes, John Cena gets the win. And then The Fiend goes insane. 
he takes John Cena down like wherever and just beats that living bag out of him. So he still goes over big time, but you still get, for some reason, I'm just sentimental with John Cena and I really want to see him get a win back here. I really want to see him win. If this was a match in the ring, maybe, maybe there's something to what you're saying. I think this, since this is, I don't think this is taking place in a ring. I think this is taking place in a backstage, you know, all mm-hmm. the production. And that's one thing I'm looking forward to, to this. And we'll get to AJ WWE production. Incredible. So I think oh, they're going to really amazing. make, whether this is goofy, stupid or not, I think it's going to look good. I don't think it's going to be like worms and stupid stuff uh, on portraying on a ring like Randy Orton. I well, I think The Fiend not only will win this match, I think he needs this match. And I think – I had two theories on this one, but I think I'm going to save one of my thoughts in the way they're going to produce it for the Undertaker match. But I think in this one, you're going to see Bray Wyatt. You're going to see The Fiend. And you're probably going to see Rambling Rabbit. You're going to see uh, all the characters. I think it's going to be a Firefly Funhouse match, and nobody knows what that means. You're going to see. And I think eventually John Cena is going to get hit with the the font the the vaunted mallet that almost killed Seth Rollins and then got a disqualify or a stop of the match in a Hell in a Cell. I think they're going to play a lot of inside jokes. I think John Cena is going to have a shovel in this match. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to be tongue in cheek. There's going to be like a heel that turns. They're going to do all stupid, goofy, crazy stuff. I think it's going to be a fun match. But if there is pinfall, I don't know how you win this match, but the Fiend will win this match. Okay. All right. So well, we're, we're divided once again. Yes. Uh, next up, it is the Undertaker. We'll go right off to the one goofy to another. It is the Undertaker versus AJ Styles in the world famous, heavily advertised. I, I remember speaking about the Four Horsemen when Arn Anderson took on uh, Paul Roma in a Boneyard match from 1986, and everybody still talks about it to this day. Of course, I'm talking ragtime because it is Undertaker, AJ Styles, Boneyard match, Billy. Boneyard. Nope. No, thank you. Give me AJ Styles. Hope hope to God it's AJ Styles. I think Undertaker will probably beat him in about three minutes clean, and it'll be goofy as hell. But I, I just want this to be the last match ever for The Undertaker. I want AJ Styles to put the nail in the proverbial coffin for real or for fake. Just get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV, as Nessel would say. It is over for this dude. He looked he looked okay, I guess, physically, but his face looked like a beat-up bag of rawhide. He looks ridiculous. Those uh, he just looks slow. I've decided that I wanted to make it to WrestleMania 40 at this point because uh, what's WrestleMania 36 and no crowd I mean, in his last match? I don't know if I'm going to make it to WrestleMania 40 at this point. Who knows if there will be a WrestleMania 40 at this point? Yeah, big ups to Brill. I'll, I'll think of you later um, when I say my night night prayers. So uh, for me, it's Undertaker winning this one. He has to win this one. Holy smokes, Mandy Rose! Uh, so um, they um, need to win this. Sorry, I'm distracted because I have uh, SmackDown on. I apologize. I mean, um, I'm distracted because we get Paige right there behind me. I know. Well, that's Paige pre-whatever um, she was doing. I, I don't know if there's true enhancements. But anyways, okay, the point here is I think this match will— well, She was doing a lot of that time. Well, yeah, there's some proof of that, unfortunately. Uh, so Undertaker wins this match. I think this match is goofy. I agree. I think this is somewhere— Oh, we finally seeing this reveal of whatever this digital— stalker thing is it ali sorry this is totally gonna not play good in, the, in anything if you're watching smackdown they've been doing these weird don't reveal who it is at this point it's no point carry it uh, over so i'm about i'm a, probably a few minutes behind because i just saw mandy and good god is mandy rose got us don't reveal this okay i don't think they're doing it but i think they may be revealing what happened to get to mandy rose this is compelling compelling stuff oh, right here now. it is they are they're 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 revealing what happened how we got to this point 
Mandy Rose sent a text. All right, anyways, we'll, we'll watch this later. So the point here at the end of the day is that I will take The Undertaker. I think The Undertaker is going to show. He said he has an unholy tri- tri- uh, trinity. Trinity, thank you, that he'll bring to bring Gallows, bring Anderson. Who is that? I think it is the dead. He's going to be this tweener, dead man, badass. That's who he is right now. I think you're going to see old school Undertaker, and I think you're going to see American badass, like true American badass within this match. I think they're going to do hologrammy things. Maybe Paul Bear, maybe Kane shows up during this. Um, I don't know how you win this. I don't know if you very, very dead. Oh, he's beyond dead. So what I think they're going to do is hologram him. I think there's going to be the urns back. I think you're going to see all the old tricks. I think everything with the Undertaker. It's going to be like Undertaker's greatest hits. I also wouldn't be surprised if they bring back like the graves of all the people he's beaten at WrestleMania. Um, I just That's where I see this match going. I think it's going to be a lot of gimmicks. I think AJ um, is, again, the wrong fit for this match. Uh, again, if this was an Elias, it would make 10 times more sense to me. But I think we have ourselves a very... Interesting match. I think a match we'll be talking about come the next day or the following day. I'm interested in it. Uh, Undertaker has to win. I know people want AJ Styles. No bigger AJ Styles fan than myself, but for me, it, what does it mean if AJ Styles wins this type of match? If you're going to have Undertaker... It means he ended the career of the Undertaker. WrestleMania 40. We're going to 40, and we'll talk about that before this pod's over. Well, maybe just next year. All right, then we have the Universal Championship, which we now know officially, Goldberg versus Braun Strowman. Uh, yeah, uh, Spear, 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 Spear. Probably a three and a half minute match, and Strowman goes down in a heap, unfortunately. It's going to be sad. I'm going to be sad. Go back three years when Goldberg last had the championship going into WrestleMania. If you fought Braun Strowman then, who was like hot as all hell, or even two years ago. Oh, didn't Braun Strowman wrestle with a 12 year old at that one? Uh, that was two years ago, but yeah, he did. He, so three years ago, he was in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That was won by Mojo Raleigh. Then he won the title with a 12-year-old, relinquished it the next day. Then at WrestleMania 35, he won the Andre the Joy Memorial Battle Royal by throwing out Colin Jost and the other dude from Saturday Michael, Night Michael Che? Yeah, Chickity Che Che. So now he's back on the card. He's going for a title that he – it makes no sense. Bill, this is making me, this is where I get mad. They took the belt off the fiend because they wanted to get it on Roman and him be cheered. So now we're at an event with no crowd and no oh. Roman. Well, so I mean, for him, for no compromised immune system thing, I think that he's. I not- get it. I, I, no, I'm totally understanding, but it is ridiculous that this is the circumstances they went. They went all this way to give this guy to get it back to Roman Reigns because they didn't want him against the fiend because they know the crowd would love the fiend. So why, why put the title on them in the first place? It's very frustrating. You know what I wish they did? T- give me Braun Strowman, throw him in the trash. No offense. Right now, no reason. He lost an Intercontinental Championship match to Sami Zayn and a triple. It was like he's not been in a position where it looks like he's ready for a title. I haven't built something like a monster. They just You know who, who I mentioned earlier who's not on this card, who would be great to put in this spot? The guy who stole the show last year, his name is one Kofi Kingston. Kofi Mania. Give him a rightful return match on his for his championship. That's why Goldberg got that random match because Fiend. He said, "Oh, I never got a rematch." Well, Kofi should say the same thing. I don't even care if Kofi doesn't win. Should, but like that would be much more. Compelling. I would be so on board for a Kofi win. It wouldn't even be like I think he's fantastic. I would love to. See- yeah. Oh, I lost Bill there. But yeah, honestly, that um that would be an incredible way for them to cap this off. Or even I know people want a Matt Riddle. That would be super compelling as well. Or I just feel like Braun Strowman, it's just weird. And Braun Strowman has to lose this match. No offense. This is not the time to put the title on him. This almost happened in Saudi Arabia a few years ago. Give the guy an actual build. And you know what? Maybe it's time to just make him a heel. 
maybe it's time to bring back heel Braun Strowman. I think that's the place where I think Braun Strowman fits best. I think him as a heel is the most best fit for him. Uh, I just think right now him being a baby face that dances around occasionally is too fast for me. Um, no one knew yeah. you were not. Don't worry. So, uh, <laughs> Next up, uh, I'm going with Goldberg, too. I think I just said Braun Strowman's a better heel at this point. They should turn him heel, have him lose his match, have him maybe even lose a match of The Fiend, do something where he there's a reason for him to lose and get mad. Um, all right, next up, we're down to the nitty-gritty here. We have Edge versus Randy Orton, last man standing. Billy, who you got? Um, I th- th- This is the most anticipated match. This is the one I'm going to have the most fun with. This is the one I can't wait for. I'm really worried about what my video is doing these days. I can't figure it out. We're all um, worried. But I think I think Edge could stand a loss, but I don't think that's going to happen. Give me Edge. Give me give me an, a real knockdown drag out affair. Obviously, the stipulations of the match will make it so. But I really look forward to this match. I think... It's probably not going to end Sunday, obviously, but it could end Saturday. Like you said, maybe it's a little bit, maybe it's the middle match, but I really think they could, to me, one of the three things has to happen. Either it has to be Charlotte and Rhea, it has to be Becky and Shayna, or it has to be this match to end Saturday night. I think that's a fitting way. I think Edge's return is a big deal. They've built this feud perfectly. Randy Orton has done amazing things. Edge has done amazing things. This is the match I most look forward to this weekend. I uh, can't disagree with you there. They've done great with the story. I think you have to give this one to Edge. And the reason is Randy Orton clearly doesn't need this win. And I think it makes it more compelling what happens after. I think there should be a really good moment where the whole story is Randy Orton wants to do this, take Edge out so he can go back home. So he doesn't, you know, he wants to be the one that does it to send him home to his family, to his wife. Like, stop, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to die in the ring. I want there to be that moment where he's either going to give him a concerto or maybe he sticks his neck in the, in the stair. Uh, I mean, in the, um, in the chair where it's like the next hung in there, kind of like Randy. Uh, oh, yeah. so, something, something is going to happen to the point where you're like, Oh my God, Oh my God. And yeah. nobody knows how to milk those moments better than Randy Orton. Randy Orton's great. Or maybe a punt's about to happen something, but you, I just feel like this match is going to need that. One of these matches is going to need that extra, like build up to make this stand out, do like crazy stuff. I, I want to see Christian, maybe, maybe Jeff Hardy get involved with this. There needs to be somebody that actually stands up for Edge when it looks like he's on the precipice of actually not just losing. Oh, look, there's a little uh, unicorn. There's Kofi. I didn't um, even try to do this. I accidentally just clicked the X like an idiot on the um, on the button there. But For those this- watching the stream, Billy is now a unicorn with a rainbow-colored uh, tr- trough. Bufant, yeah. Bufant, yes, like my hair. So, um, But for me, I, that's why I'm going with this. I think uh, Edge gets the win here. I think it's going to be a great match. I think these two – I'm not a big last-man-standing match. I think it's kind of a fool. Like, what is that really? I think a pinfall is much more decisive win than a last man standing. So it's definitely not, it's weird way, but the start a feud or end a feud or whatever they're doing, but more of the story I'm going with edge. Give me some chicanery with Beth Phoenix, Christian, Jeff Hardy, um, maybe a, a Dudley boy appearance, maybe Devon. It's just all like the history of edge and just like come out and help him get overcome this uh, feud with Randy Orton. Yeah, I'm hoping it stays. I mean, obviously, there's going to be somebody involved if it's going all over the arena, but I really hope it kind of just sticks mano a mano for the most part. Beth Phoenix probably going to get in there when there's a concerto, like you said, or something yeah. like that. But give me Edge. Give me give me 15 to 20. 
I don't think we need to go crazy long, like 30 minutes, but I'll take a 15 to 20 here. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say, I don't want to see Edge do spare too often. If he has these neck issues, just like Daniel Bryan had, similar, well, obviously different, but similar. Like, Daniel Bryan doesn't do the headbutt off the top anymore. If you watch a Chris Benoit um, documentary, no one's doing that ever again. Um, but yeah, it's he shouldn't be doing the spare if he has his neck. We need to debut a new finisher, maybe brings back the execution. Nobody in WWE does big DDTs anymore. I so. think you can get away with a spear though without really hurting your neck. No, yeah, that's a lot of a lot of chance every time, and when that's your number one move. I and guess. there's a lot of guys that use the spear now too. Um, that's true. You can go shoulder block though. You don't really have to go full spear. Well, yeah, we'll see. And you know, but Edge is going to want whatever. That's just my thought on that. All right, then we'll wrap up our predictions before we get to a couple questions with Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre stole the show at the Royal Rumble, had the moment maybe of Royal Rumble, one of like a top five, six moment of Royal Rumble history. It was great. It was finally what we asked for. It was a star-making moment. They gave it to us. You can't complain. The people who complained about it go to fucking hell. Um, no, but seriously, I hate, I hate when – People are starved for something different than they get it. And they're like, well, we wanted something different than that. You know? Yeah, Wrestling Fan 101. We want what we want. Any we fan. Any want. fan 101. I've been dealing with a lot of this stuff all over the place the last week. It's just, you know, be be happy they've given you something different. Drew McIntyre is pretty good. Don't love the count. Not a big yeah, fan of the count. Very but, baby face cliche. But I am a big fan of Drew McIntyre. Um, I don't know if we've talked about it on this podcast, maybe in person, that or not definitely not in person, but over the phone that nestle at the idea of having a camera inside of Drew McIntyre's house or something just like all, you know, a nine person watch party just to get something. Mm-hmm. If he does win, I don't think he's going to because of the quarantine and the lack of crowd, but I, I really, really hope that he does. I think this, it, it's hard for him not to win this match. I think WWE wants people to feel good. We're going through a lot out here, like in the world, they know that more than anybody. Um, Brock Lesnar beat, Roman Reigns at the Mania 34 main event, which was a weird kind of finish. Um, I want almost a Brock Lesnar to win because I think it's more compelling if Drew like has to come back on him because Drew McIntyre has basically owned Brock Lesnar this whole feud, except we haven't seen Drew in like three weeks. He hasn't been mm-hmm. on Raw. There's been no backstage, no packages, which is such an oversight. Um, but I would say Drew's going to win this thing. If it's ending, the, if this doesn't end the night by, for, by some stretch, he shouldn't win. Because if we're going home happy, maybe Edge does. Maybe that is the last thing we see on Sunday night to end this whole thing. I would be fine with that because that. Me too. My, I'm always of the mind that the main event should be the most anticipated match of the night. That's why I think they really should have waited. Like they kind of messed up the flow and the the excitement of the women's main event last year. Mm. It wasn't as exciting as the Kofi moment. I think that the best match heading into this WrestleMania, hands down, is Orton and Edge. I, I agree with you there. I think last year, obviously, they, they called their shot early. It, it was a, still an historic match. Um, but this year, yeah, it's tough. I, I just think if Drew if Drew and Brock don't main event either night, especially Sunday night, he's not going to be in the – it's going to be Brock Lesnar winning because I think that actually leads to more compelling stuff down the line. So maybe we get to the point where Drew McIntyre finally can overcome him. Maybe he is a little too cocky. Maybe he is thinking like, oh, I can beat you. And he, if he loses, that makes it more compelling. Then I would say – Let's go with Brock. But I think Drew wins it if it is the last match on the card. So overall, I will take Drew McIntyre because I do believe they will take put that as the very last match that we see from WrestleMania 36. Now, Bill, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Uh, we have about six questions here. Yeah, uh, first, what is the biggest surprise we will see at WrestleMania, even if you already said what you believe could be a big surprise? Uh, I don't know. 
it's tough because they don't leave a lot to the imagination any anymore. There's really no big surprises. Nothing is set up for a return here. I doubt that there's going to be any return at the Performance Center. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say that the biggest surprise of the night is AJ going over. Okay. For me, I think, like I said, I think Christian, uh, maybe a Christian return or involvement in that match. Also, my other big surprise could be, uh, or arguably could be um, something with Gronk doing something. Maybe Gronk gets involved, like we already said with Baron Corbin, uh, but maybe does something like maybe a little more extraordinary than just a tackle or something. Maybe he does like a big move or a body slam or something kind of crazy that we didn't see coming. Something even off the top rope. Ooh, I would like to see that. I would love to see Gronk get involved in a significant way. It just stinks that he's involved in the lowest stakes match of the night. Yeah, but that could give it the you know the boost it needs. Or maybe he's going to uh, attack Bobby Lashley. Um, next one, who do you think would – I know this is weird, but it's a question we, we've answered the past few years we've done these. Who do you think returns debuts Monday or Friday for the SmackDown or Raw after Mania? Totally different year. I know things are a little wacky, but who do you think is potential to return, debut – uh, come Monday dash Friday. I would love it to be Rhonda. I really would. I think the mm-hmm. women's division needs a shakeup. I don't know where she is health mentally, if she's having a baby or any of that stuff, or if she would even dare do it in this, you know, current climate we're under. But I think that's what wrestling really needs is a, a shot in the arm to the women's division, especially with Becky. Yeah. And, you know, with the potential of Shayna Baszler winning and Rhonda coming back to say, Hey, I did this first. I'm the UFC girl here. You're not. I like it. Uh, I think there's definitely a future with that. Again, I don't know what the circumstances we're living in. We'll see. For me, um, it's. I guess I have to go Nia Jax. I don't think she's a mute surprise, but she hasn't been around for a long time. She's been tweeting that she's healthy. She's wanting to come back, so I'll, I'll take Nia Jax as uh, one of the big returns. I don't think it's going to be like usual. I don't think we're going to see NXT call-ups or anything like that this year. Um, next up, what match are you most excited for? I think we both kind of answer that one i mean i'll go with the second version of it because we i think we're both on the um the orton the orton train here yeah orton edge. edge but it, it it is rhea ripley it is charlotte i think that match should be close to a five-star one and i think Ooh. both ladies will put on a show yeah i think the thing that's most interesting that we haven't talked about is how would this affects the performers like an empty arena no crowd like who because, you know, someone like Charlotte, specifically talking about her, like she has been big game player. She's like the big match John of the women's division, big match Charlotte, because these WrestleMania, she pulls off the big flips, the crazy uh, twisting back flips and, and moonsaults. She is incredibly, incredible. She was wrestler of the decade for us. She was. And there's a reason for that. And most of those show up in those big matches where she's in front of obviously the largest crowds. So I wonder how that's going to affect some of these superstars, especially some of them that know their spot isn't all that great. Like they're not even going to pop off their entrance like an Aleister Black. Or I don't know, it's going to be interesting. So for me, I say, like you said, for me, the excitement definitely Edge and Orton's one. For me, right now, probably two would be Undertaker, AJ, just to see what they do with it. And same thing with Cena, uh, Bray Wyatt, and then uh, Becky and uh, Shayna. I'm excited for. I, mean, I am excited for Rhea versus Charlotte. You've actually made you've sold me more on that match than WWE has. Uh, again, forget the bill, just looking at it as a match. Um, what do you think uh, the match? We'll be we'll be talking about the next day, so we'll just use Monday. Like, what do you think after this weekend? What is a match you think we'll be talking about the most, or people will be talking about? To build off of the thing that you just said here in my answer for this question, if that makes any sense, people who are used to wrestling in front of either a small crowd or no crowd or an indie crowd are Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn. I think that they're going to make it a point to show that this is an art form. This is really a profession that, if done well, can be one of the most exciting and interesting things to watch, even sans crowd. 
So I think that's going to be the match people are talking about the next day. Hopefully they get, I don't think they need 30 minutes, but give them 20. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be hard to get 30 minutes on this card. By the way, real quick side note, person who's had the longest match for like 800 straight WrestleManias, Triple H, this will be his first WrestleMania he's missed since I believe 26, WrestleMania 26. I'm glad they're at least that that's a thing that it hasn't become a thing that it it isn't wrestlemania Ooh, triple h needs get him in there which i love i love i love everything about him it's like a lot the the, like i say about with the wwe a lot he does everything so well but Mm. at this point he was an okay wrestler we don't need him there every night like the wwe does everything well except storyline and this is actually a good move for them not to have a triple h match just to have a triple h match yeah, it is interesting, though. I just found that, like, I was thinking about it. I was like, when was the last time? I think it's 26. Yeah, I'd have to double check, but I, I'm pretty sure he was out for WrestleMania 26. I think he got injured. Um, but, yeah, so, um, but for me, I think the match we'll be talking about, I actually personally believe it's going to be Bray Wyatt, John Cena, just for the fact that I think they are going to do some really wacky stuff, and I think it's going to be, like, very much talked about. And I think that's the one with the creativity, more creativity <coughs> than I think the Undertaker one. Am I? I I think, unfortunately, it'll be talked about in a bad way. Ooh, I hope not. That would not be good for The Fiend. Uh, and next one, I know you didn't want to talk about this, but what do you think uh, – who do you think The Undertaker will face next year? And don't say you, – you can't cop out and say you want him retired. You have to pick somebody. Okay, I would like him to face, I don't know, like a bottle of Geritol or something. I don't okay, know. wonderful, wonderful. AARP filing papers. But don't you kind of agree? I understand, like, but you're nostalgic for J- John Cena, and I get it, and so am I at this point as John well. John Cena looks like an absolute Greek god still to this day. He puts on some of the best matches in the world to this day. He cuts the best promos in the world to this day. He could still come back and be the greatest wrestler of all time if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Undertaker can't do any of that he's, well, I, he's literally just a sideshow they're literally he's like the tigers in the cages in tiger king it's a sideshow it's an attraction he is just being like dragged around by vince mcmahon hey i think we can get a couple more people to buy or subscribe for free because hey it's the undertaker that's it that's all this is it's WrestleMania. It's The Undertaker. Last year, he was the first time he hadn't fought on WrestleMania in a long time as well. Uh, I'm kind of happy to have him back, to be honest. Uh, I just There's something about it right now. With Undertaker WrestleMania, as long as he can, the guy said, I want him to go to 40. So right now, if I just had a pick, go. it's a year out, and he shouldn't. I don't think he should lose anymore until maybe 40. Maybe there is like an actual like match. He needs another stakes match where it's like, if you lose, you're done. Like, go away. Like, I loved how AJ brought that up in this storyline where he's like, you know, you should have retired after – Brock Lesnar, but then you really should have retired after you lost to Roman Reigns when you left your hat and all that, bringing the wife in, whatever. Uh, I'm just going to like look ahead. If I had to think of somebody that would be good for him to fight, maybe it is like if they're going to keep doing the showcase match, maybe it's Brock Lesnar again. Maybe he tries to go get that win back. Maybe it's a guy who I'm trying to think of another big, maybe it's Braun Strowman if they can build it correctly, have another big guy for him to fight. Um, I don't know. It's it, it's definitely interesting the places they could go with The Undertaker. Maybe it is Elias next year. Maybe there is a guy he can just kind of come in and, and, and squash, or maybe it's another legend. Um, like I really wish I could get my actual camera back right now. I can't because you can't see how badly I'm rolling my eyes with this puppet right now. He's fighting one way or the other. Listen, but I just think the story plays better if he goes to WrestleMania 40. I don't care if he's literally in a wheelchair because if he if just a WrestleMania 36 match with no crowd doesn't make sense. Maybe 37. Maybe it is next year. Maybe, maybe that is the last one, but I want it to be a storyline where they you know it has potential to be the last one, like what, what they did with Ric Flair, where they told Ric Flair, next match you lose, you're done. You're retired. You're out. And that was compelling. 
And we just saw that on the SmackDown. And yeah. It was one of the greatest matches of all time. But even still, yeah. Ric Flair, it really was. It was great. It was, it was a great, it was a good story. match. It yes. Great yes. Story. story was incredible. And the way that Shawn Michaels sold all the moves, he went all out. He hadn't done the moonsault in a while off the uh, the rope to the outside. Oh, right into the ribs. Scary looking. But, I mean, but that's 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 Ric Flair still being able to give it a go. I really I really solidly believe that in this match. I don't think The Undertaker has that in him. I just oh, don't I think do. he doesn't. I mean, yes. But we'll get, okay, last one. What match do you think will steal the show? We've talked about excited. We've talked about matches we think we'll be talking about, what we're surprised, what we're excited for. What match you actually think will be the one that when we look back maybe a year, two years, it doesn't even have to be the most talked about. What do you think actually will steal and take the show and be like, I owned WrestleMania 36? The Usos, baby. Whichever oh. one gets to go, I think if it's a ladder match, even if it's one-on-one, if they somehow actually do the right thing and make it a – two versus, you know, a regular tag team match and just mm-hmm. say you're forfeiting the belts, uh, Miz and Morrison, that would be the way yeah, to go. Right. But even if, yeah, even if they don't, I would love to see an Uso-Morrison match because you know the Usos are going to put their entire heart and soul into that match to make it great. Yeah, for me, I, it's hard not to look at that Daniel Bryan. I just don't know if it's going like, to, I don't know if Sami Zayn can wrestle. Like, I don't know if he's healthy enough to go. So, um Stealing the show, I actually think it might be Brock and Drew McIntyre. I think that this isn't going to be your prototypical Brock match. We said about Daniel Bryan. What does Daniel Bryan do well? He puts people over. Sneaky guy who puts people over? Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Oh, no, he does. He does. And it's not just – he can win the match still, but he makes people look strong. makes people look good. He, he did put Kofi over. He put – well, I don't know. About that. <laughs> uh, but he made Seth Rollins – he put him over incredible at SummerSlam this past year. He's had good matches with different – you know, these AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan. He's done a really good job um, when it comes to – especially guys smaller than him, where this is a guy who's potential. I don't – I think Drew McIntyre might be actually taller than him, obviously not as girthy. Uh, but I think it, this is an opportunity for them to really um, – Put the, I think this is a guy, but the only thing I'm scared of for this is Brock Lesnar, no crowd, lack of motivation, probably just wants to get the hell out of there as soon as he gets there. Uh, I'm still going to go with this one. I think this is the match that we'll be talking about and, and actually as a steal, a show stealer um, at the end of the night, hopefully night two. So that's yeah, it. I think, I think that's the, the point of the night right there by you is that is this going to be a lay down moment for, um, for what's his name, for Brock Lesnar? Okay. I know it's going to be hard. Yeah, you're right. That's why I think Zane and Daniel Bryan, like you said, those guys would probably just wrestle even if there was no one watching. Even if it was just like a Saturday night, they're just like, we hang out as buddies. They just like, let's go in the ring and, and wrestle for 30 minutes. Let's put on a freaking 60 minute Broadway. So that's why I think those guys might have a good chance. Um, but that's it. WrestleMania 36. It's going to buy the thing here that people are forgetting that people are like, oh, it's not going to be the same. It is going to be the most different WrestleMania, let alone big wrestling event in the history of all time. Like, this is going to be an unbelievably good or bad it's going to be different it's going to be remembered forever so there's a lot of people that can really make their mark uh on us fans and i think especially some of the fresher faces the rear ripley's the Shayna baszler's win lose or draw i think they have a real opportunity here to show like who they are and like like put themselves into like, a bigger stratosphere because this is just going to be so different because we're going to go but you're going to go back and watch this event and be like what the hell was going on? Oh, coronavirus. And I hope that's the way we look at it. Like, oh, remember that time when that crazy stuff happened? Yeah, it's going to stand out in time. It's going to be a, 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 this whole, you know, hopefully it's only a few more months of this will stand out in time for everybody. I think the WWE can do some really good things here. I think they Great. can entertain people uniquely like no one else can. And that could be the forecast, hopefully, for the next two nights, Saturday and Sunday, eight matches each. 
Oof. Some really, some really special matches on this card. I didn't think I would be excited about this WrestleMania. They're giving you two or three that could really be not all-time greats, but at least memorable ones. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be very. I think at least the worst case scenario, it's going to be entertaining enough. I think there's going to be highs and lows because it's probably going to be four hours each night minimum so it's going to be a lot but i think it'll be fun enjoy yourselves if you're listening to us thank you so much if you're you know don't forget to subscribe to the podcast you can search rossi on wrestling there's going to be some changes coming up very shortly but subscribe to us give us five star review follow billy d at billy d 2411 follow rossi we decided we're going to do some probably right at the tail end of sunday night uh we'll probably hop on here give you a solid probably 30 35 two hour um live reaction um and it's going to be very interesting how this all plays out but enjoy yourself it is wrestlemania weekend get excited do what you can i know you're probably home maybe this is a great time to order some food support your local food play if you can if you have the means uh get some food maybe talk with some friends get a zoom meeting get on twitter we'll be on with my cousins one of the nights they were like can you do a saturday night zoom i was like i'm gonna have wrestlemania on but i got my tv pointed right at my computer so i'm good how fun is that? That's what it's about. Inter- interact with people. There's so many different, you know, so many wrestling fans on Twitter, Reddit. Just get involved. We appreciate so much for you guys tuning in to us. Enjoy the rest of your Friday night. Billy, got anything to send the people off with? Um, Yes. Boy bands coming next week yes. at some point. That's right. So we'll do a little, we'll do a recap of WrestleMania. Then probably a switcheroo will be coming and we'll do boy bands some night next week. Are we going to do straight top 11? Yeah, I think we'll do like a, uh, we'll each give our list and then we'll do the points and get a legit 11. Okay, that works. All right, so um, we'll, we'll figure all that out. But thank you guys so much again for tuning in or listening in the audio version. Uh, have yourself a incredible WrestleMania weekend. Stay home, stay safe, get all the things you need. It's going to be a hell of a weekend. It is WrestleMania. Get excited. I'm excited. This is something that I look forward to each and every single year. So we appreciate you so much. Enjoy your weekend. Frank says hi. <laughs>